And welcome back, footy fans. It's another episode of Donnie's Disposals, the waffle wrap-up. Today, we cover the waffle, the Western Australian Football League. And as per usual, joining me to talk all of the waffle action is the man, the myth, the legend, the owner and runner of WAFootyFacts.com, Mr. Rick Gauchi. Rick, how are you doing? I know you're a little under the weather, so let's try and see how we can go here today. Hey, Donny. Nice to be back again talking waffle with, with my mate over in the US. Uh, got a bit interesting last month of footy to, to discuss with you today. Looking forward to it. All righty. So really, really quickly, I know we've went back and forth a little bit. Unfortunately, Swan's, Swan's continued pain of some of these close games seems to wreak havoc on you. So quickly, thoughts on round six through nine in the men's and round 10 through 14 of the women's as we get closer and closer to finals in the women's footy. Yeah, it's been um, an interesting month um, in in the men's, men's competition. You mentioned Swan's again losing a couple of couple more close games, which they, you know, are winning positions and should never have probably lost either of those games. And um, they're probably going to be quite costly at the end of the year uh, for making finals. Uh, East Perth have made a bit of a run, um, run up the ladder with three uh, three wins in a row. Uh, Perth pushed Swans last week. Uh, Eagles continue to be very disappointing and not really putting up any fight. Um, and the, sort of the top four is sort of starting to, or top five is starting to take shape um, probably six teams fighting for those five positions. Which um, is a little bit of a shame, and that's probably those couple of close losses there that Swans have had. You know, turned a couple of those into victories. Um, and if South Fremantle didn't have that eight-point penalty at the start of the season, uh, you know, they'd be right in the mix as well. So it's been a pretty even first half of the year. We're, we're dead, dead on halfway through. Each team's played each other once, so the ladder has sort of taken shape there. Um, but yeah, uh, Peel continue their way. They were disappointing. Um, uh, last, it was last week. They um, yeah, disappointing last week against uh, against Claremont. A loss at the end, giving away three goals in the last pretty much five minutes of the game to lose. Um, but they're still pretty strong. Um, they lost the previous week as well to Subi by a kick. So a couple of close losses there for them as well. And Subi, Claremont, um, and East Perth seem to be the form teams at the moment. Um, East Romantle have dropped down losing the last couple of games. Uh, West Perth have been a little bit inconsistent in the last month as well. Um, but some interesting results we've seen in the last month. Definitely for <laughs> sure. So let's go through, let's go through it again. We'll start with the men's round six through nine. Again, we'll cover each. We'll talk a little bit of each game, kind of how the results, and then we'll try to go through the game of the round for, for us and for us here, Rick. So let's start with it. I hate hate to start with it. Round six, first game. <laughs> we know where we're starting. <laughs> You're like, oh, does Claremont get the two-point win over Swans? A, a massive game here. We will definitely talk about this one a little bit. South Fremantle with a big win over East Perth, 78-49. I'm trying my best to be sure I get this correct comment section. Please be kind to me here. Just having <laughs> some fun here. West Perth get a win over Perth, 114-65. Peel Thunder continue to add the pain to West Coast waffle season, just like their AFL, 141-52. And last but not least, East Fremantle, the Sharkies, getting a big win over the Subi Lions, 88-56. Unfortunately, sir, your team, again, they're in the game of the round, the two-point fall to the Claremont Tigers. I mean, this was a game, if I remember correctly, 
This was a Swans just absolutely started off in Fuego 7-2 in the first quarter, take a nice lead, but unfortunately really just can't keep the momentum the rest of the game as Claremont can chipping away, keep chipping away and get it in the fourth quarter. Yep, it's uh, pretty much the, the run of the season for, for Swans. Um, the first quarter, though, they were brilliant. Seven goals to one. It's one of the best quarters I've seen Swans play for, for quite some time. Um, but the game sort of changed sort of halfway through the third quarter. And we got a couple of goals. Um, got the margin back to 30 points or 29 points at three-quarter time. They kicked the goal literally straight out of the bounce down at the end of the, or the start of the fourth quarter. And... Um, that was it. Swans just couldn't stop the momentum. Claremont ran over the top and, and got away with the victory. So that was definitely a game that Swans let slip. But, you know, Claremont have now twice in the last month have, have really pulled out victories in the last, um, you know, in time on in the last quarters, which is, you know, credit to them, um, whether it's a fitness thing, whether it's a belief mentality that they think that they, they can win from anywhere. Um, you know, that's a good sign for Claremont going forward, um, particularly when it comes to finals. Um, you know, knowing that they're always in the game. So um, that was a good win for Claremont at the end. Probably didn't deserve to win for three quarters of the match, but, um, you yeah, know, whoever's in at the front, front, sorry, who's ever in at the lead at the end of the game, I'll spit that out, um, you know, is the team that deserves a win in the end. So well done. The other games, um, yeah, South Fremantle had a good win over East Perth, uh, which was a bit of a surprise to me. They actually play again this week. So five weeks later, they're playing again. Um yeah, as you said, Peel smashed West Coast. Uh, a good win for um, East Fremantle there over Subiaco. Um, both teams' as fortunate sort of changed since that result. Um, and a regulation win for, for West Perth over Perth. All right, we'll jump to round seven. And, and, and a little bit of a shocker is East Frio get the win over Claremont, 80-62. Peel get the win, edging out West Perth 77-68. The shocker of the season as Perth knock off South Fremantle 77-73. Unfortunately, the pain continues as Subiaco edged the Swans by 57-53. And East Perth, again, another smashing to the West Coast Eagles, 140-66. to I know we normally talk about the Swans since they keep playing in these close games, but sir, how <laughs> shocking was this? Perth knocks off South Fremantle by four. And unfortunately, just after this game, one of Perth's superstars goes in the midseason draft and kind of changes mm. Perth's um, trajectory after this game. Yeah, that was definitely a bit of an upset there. But South, South would don't mention Swans all the time, but that they've surprisingly lost to both Perth and Swan districts at, at home this year. So, um, and they're actually on one of their longest losing streaks at home, the, the Bulldogs. So they're struggling to win there. Um, great win by Perth in that game. Uh, you know, they had a couple of goals behind at quarter time. Um, stayed in the game uh, with a good third quarter, uh, five goal to three third quarter, and then hung on at the end. So great win. Um, yeah, it was a shame that um, the the young fellow got drafted from from Perth. Um, to uh, to the AFL um, in Hunter, um, you know, just as they're starting to show a bit of promise, get a good win, and pretty much their, their heart gets ripped away from them, unfortunately, which is, um, you know, I don't agree with the mid-season draft in the AFL, but these players is a great opportunity for them um, to progress. Jack Buller from Claremont also was taken from from them after that same same round, after they were defeated by Ishii Mantle. But, yeah, great win for Perth. Unfortunately, they haven't been able to back it up. Um uh, with it, with another win yet, but um, yeah, there's still half a season to go. So hopefully the Demons can get a couple more victories on the run home. 
I remember reaching out to Dave, my Claremont fan, after Jack Buller got drafted by the Swans. So I just for you to throw that out there. I thought that was really cool. And he made his AFL debut today with the Swans. Didn't yeah. look too bad. Horrible matchup facing Harris Andrews in the first possible game. But I, I digress. It was still, I think Jack actually looked played really, really well for, for such a tough matchup. I don't think he did himself any disservice at all. But I thought it was cracking to see Perth get that win. Absolutely fantastic. Yes, it hurts to lose Hunter, but it's one of those that you're you're happy for the kid, but you hate it for the league because it takes a Perth team that was already struggling and had a massive win because of this young man. And now this young man is now off their roster. So completely yep. understand the frustration, I think, especially in some Waffle Clubs because best player on the team gets snatched up. Now Perth is kind of rudderless, unfortunately. So we move to round eight and unfortunately, we go right to it claremont with an absolute smashing of perth 131 47 the smile on your face i remember reaching out to you as the swanee get a 114 33 win over west coast unfortunately it was kind of the given each week when you play west coast most likely you're going to get a win a cracking win by subiaco knocking off peel 62 56 the the weather kind of threw this next one off as South Fremantle beast East Fremantle 37-23 and East Perth get the win over West Perth 94-58. I know this is WA Day weekend. Some cracking games. Subi beating Peel came out of nowhere a little bit. Yeah, I think I think so uh, in some cases. But Subi, uh, you know, showing at the moment being up the top of the ladder as well with Claremont um, that probably wasn't as unexpected as, as you may think, but, um, you know, Peel were in a winning position again. Um, so they've also lost twice in the last last few weeks, sort of at, at the end of the game, um, well, the last two weeks, actually. Um, and Subi taking opportunities to to, to get a, a close victory there against Peel, Danny, Danny Mandra. So that was a very tight game, low scoring. Again, conditions that weekend, as you mentioned, weren't, weren't the best. Um, the Sunday um, where the conditions weren't as bad as Monday, uh, where we saw, you know, one of the lowest scoring uh, Fremantle derbies in the history with South Fremantle winning five goals to two. Um, and East Perth, you know, having a good, very good win over West Perth, um, which was probably a result that was more unexpected in my eyes um, than probably Subi getting over Perth. Uh, sorry, Subi getting over Peel. Um, East Perth, you know, that's probably one of their best wins for a number of years. I think it ended a six-game losing streak against West Perth. <laughs> South Fremantle, uh, contrarily, extended their 15-game winning streak against East Fremantle, which is the longest winning streak in any of the Fremantle Derby contests, which have been going back since 1900. Um, but both of those games were interrupted by lightning. Um, so there's a lightning mm-hmm. storm going through Perth. Um, and the first time in history, uh, Waffle League matches were postponed. Um, both games stopped for half an hour whilst the lightning um, was, was around town. Um, and I was driving, uh, I was up north for the weekend. I was driving back down to the city and you can see the lightning cracking over the city as I was driving back towards Perth. And I wasn't surprised that the games were, were called off, but fortunately they were able to be completed um, and a good couple of results. WA Day is traditionally the, the biggest uh, attended um, weekend for football with usually five to 6,000 generally attending the Fremantle Derby. So the weather, um, you know, really restricted the crowd to below 2,000 and the, and the Perth Derby um, also is usually quite well well um, attended and that drew a crowd just on 2,000. So the, the footy commission would be a little bit disappointed with the crowds for that weekend, and, but the weather obviously was a, was a main, main player in, in reducing those numbers. But 
Um, yeah, it was a good win for, for Swans, but we should have won that. Claremont, yeah, demolished Perth um, as it was expected. So a couple of big, big wins there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we jump to it. The last round that has played so far, round nine, Subiaco continuing the pain for West Coast with an over 100-point win, 166-37. Claremont getting a nice little win over Peel, 62-60. East Perth beats East Fremantle, 108-70. Swans get another win over Perth, 65-59. And West Perth beats South Fremantle 86-59. Another cracking weekend. The Claremont win over Peel, have to say. A nice win by Claremont and bouncing back after a couple of kind of shaky performances. Yeah, that was a that was a, a huge win. As I sort of mentioned a little bit earlier on, you know, they kicked three goals in the last you know five minutes of the game. Uh it was an amazing finish. Um I switched on uh, the telly. I think I was watching AFL or something on that on that day on the TV. I flipped it over and um, I saw the score appeal where I think eight, 16 points in front or something, 25 minutes to go. And I'm sitting down ready to update my website and uh, as I do after every game and thinking, oh, well, here's a nice win for, for Peel. And then all of a sudden, Claremont just goal, goal, goal. <laughs> and three very quick goals and two in the last probably 30 seconds even. Um, a goal uh, to Taylor Delaney, um, who's been a... a a big find for Claremont this year. Um, I think he's 18 goals now to be equal third in the goal kicking. He kicked three, um, including one with the last kick of the game. Basically, the ball went back to the centre, um, threw up, and then the, the siren went. So pretty much a last gasp victory for Claremont. Um, again, that's that belief that they must have. Um, very interesting to see appeal with still half the team full of AFL-listed players have faded in the last two games um, in the last quarters. Um, and they're actually struggled in last quarters all season, which has been a little bit of a a, a, a shock, whereas Claremont have been very strong in last quarters um, this year. Um, you know, other big wins there, East Perth over East Humanal, that was a good win. Again, really consolidating them as a, as a potential premiership threat for the season, which I wasn't one to expect that at the beginning of the year. So they've probably been my surprise um, for this year, sitting six and three. Um, and that was a very good win over East Humanal. Um, Subi up just again. Pretty much with a bye against the Eagles. Ben Sokol run a mark with eight goals. Um, Jack Mayo kicked six. You know, they just just absolutely demolished them. Um, Swans got a win after the sirens. I don't know if you heard a bit of controversy. Um, Jared Cameron, a former West Coast Eagles uh, listed player, received a, a free kick for a high tackle 20 metres out in front of goals. The siren sounded. Um, and me and a couple of other Swans mates of mine can't remember Swans ever winning a game after the siren. We'd lost a few, including... The Subiaco game a couple of weeks before when we had a shot on the goal, shot on goal after the siren, but we missed. This week, uh, free kick, scores were level. Fortunately, we kicked the goal to win the game after the siren. So uh, a bit of a stressful day, that one, expecting a decent win against Perth. But um, yeah, results, good couple of close results again each week is really keeping interest alive, I think, for the season. No, definitely. definitely. Unfortunately, because if you look at the ladder, things can get quite interesting, but we'll discuss that just a little this bit. We'll go switch over to the women really, really quickly as we have rounds 10 through 14 to go through really quick. We'll we'll just touch on these, cover a game and and move on because there's a lot of things still to discuss. We jump to round 10, which is the last round that we were going into Claremont get a big win over Peel Thunder 69 13 South Fremantle beat East Perth 110 to 6 
Subiaco with a nice little 10-point win over East Fremantle, 34-24. And Swans with an impressive run continues with a 50-point win over West Perth, 66-16. If you really look at it by score, the cracking one was this match between Subi and East, and East Fremantle. Both teams around the Swans fighting to try to make finals this year as, as it just keeps tightening up. And just looking at the score where I'm here, this is one of Subi jumps out to a big lead early. East Fremantle in the second half starts to kind of fire back, but just falls a little bit short. Huge win for the Lions to continue their chances for finals. Yeah, big win for them. A very important one. Um, as you mentioned, we'll have a look at the ladder um, once we go through these four weeks. Um, but yeah, very big, big, sorry, very important win there for Subiaco um, that week. And uh, Ishimano just hanging on to their spot in the in the in the finals at the moment. Yeah, definitely. We jumped to round eleven and a smile on my face as I saw this as Swans get a massive win for their finals chances with a one point win over Subiaco, twenty seven twenty six. East Fremantle smash East Perth 68 to 7. West Perth beat Peel 38 27. And Claremont continue their winning ways with a 52 23 win over South Fremantle. Did you get a chance to see this? A one point win for your Swans continuing their winning ways after kind of a sketchy start to start the season that we kind of joked about in our first preview. <laughs> yeah, after a zero four and start zero four start, that uh, this one these girls have really uh, pulled the finger out and they got on a seven game winning streak. Uh, this win, I didn't get to see any of the game. I, I think I might have saw a little bit of highlights, but yes, yeah, one's with a one point victory there at the end over Subiaco, which again is, is worth weight and gold an eight point game essentially with with Subi and Swans fighting for that that spot in the finals. Um, I think the the big result here as well was that Claremont the the ease of their victory or the size of their victory against South Fremantle. Yeah, the top of the table clash, um, you know, doesn't all go well for South Fremantle's finals um, or the finals in, themselves if, if Claremont are that much better than the second team in the ladder at this stage of the season. So hopefully South Fremantle have got some learnings from that game and can put up a better show if they meet Claremont in the finals. Yeah, definitely for sure. It's the one thing that, that when you look at the competitiveness of, of the Waffle Women's, unfortunately, is Claremont really is, it seems like head and shoulders above most of the other teams. But again, you never know when it comes to finals. So we'll jump yep. to round 12 where Claremont continue their winning ways with a 22 to 7 win over Subiaco. South Fremantle with an absolute smashing of Peel Thunder, 82 to 14. East Fremantle beat West Perth. 58 to 20 and the swans just like with the west coast eagles smash the brand new east perth royals 62 to 10 so this is one of those where unfortunately each game is kind of a blowout you look at it claremont Subi, low scoring game definitely tight but again claremont just too good yeah i think there's no real surprises with any of those results um in that week i think west perth that was probably their last chance to to sneak into the finals. So that, that loss has pretty much shut the door on their chances of, of making the finals. Um, yeah, other results pretty much went as, went as scripted, I would imagine, in that yes. round. Yeah, so we jump to WA Day where we just have the derbies as West Perth beat East Perth 30-14. to 14. Good to see East Perth, the East Perth, 
put a little bit into it, especially with some of these games, getting 14 points, at least trying to stay competitive in that one. And East Fremantle get the win over South Fremantle, 19 to 1, keeping East Fremantle's chances of making finals still there. Two games because of the WA day, because we had to have the derbies. Again, I look at it, East Fremantle kind of starting to bounce back after kind of dropping a few games that I think really put them in the muck earlier when it came to making finals. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that, that was a massive win for East Fremantle. Um, you know, any any win in a derby is a massive win for for any of the, the four sides that play in these traditional derbies. But in the context of the season, with Swans and Subi really pushing East Fremantle for a spot in the four, you know, it was a very good win for East Fremantle to keep South down at one point. Yes, the weather was still horrendous. The wacker was a, a mud mud pole in the centre from the, the, the cricket wickets in the middle. Um, but, yeah, a very good win for East Fremantle. Um, and West Perth, a good win over East Perth. East Perth, probably, I think that would be their highest score in their first season. So getting a couple of goals is a good sign for East Perth. Definitely. To see progression as the year goes on, it's great. We jump over to round 14, which see the other four teams take on Zubiaco, beat East, beat Peel, 41 to nothing. Don't see that very often. A no score in an entire game of football. And Claremont continuing to show their dominance. Unfortunately, beating your beloved Swans 37-16. Again, Claremont so strong. But I, I'm shocked in this. And I really would I, I had not had a chance to watch this. Is that was this one of those where Subi was just too good offensively and Peel couldn't get the footy? Or was Subi very good defensively and Peel just couldn't score? <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a bit of a mixture of both there. Looking at the score, there's 16 scoring shots to, to none. So if Subi had a kick straight, um, you know, it could have obviously been a, a much larger defeat for Peel. Um, I think the Peel side, I, I'm not 100% sure that they're players, but they've been a, traditionally a very strong side in the, in the Waffle Women. So this year, um, I'm not sure whether they've lost a lot of players or whatever, but they've been quite disappointing with their results this year, and that would definitely be a, a low end for, for the Thunder. Um, the Thunder Girls for, for this year, disappointing result there. Um, but I'll just have a quick squizzy at the the disposal count was 250 to 200. So it wasn't a huge disparate um, in the in the stats for the for that game. So, um, you know, it's the result or the scoreline there is not probably indicative of the, the possessions, but the inside 50s were 41 to 11. So obviously Peel's possessions were probably in the back line trying to clear the ball out of out of defence. So it was a very big win for Subia. Good percentage boost um, as it may come down to that, um, um, fighting for a spot in the, in the final. So big win for Subi in that case. Definitely. And Claremont obviously ending Swan's seven-game winning streak, which was um, probably on the cards for, for Claremont to get that win. Just probably too strong again. Yeah, but the one thing the one thing you got to give it is is that it's not like Swans got absolutely blown out. They were they were in the game, but it's just one of those again. Claremont, they're just so strong. It's going to be really hard seeing them not win a premiership, but you never know. So yeah. we'll jump to burning questions. And as you said, a couple of questions, both in the men's and the women's, we're we're talking ladder because even in the men's, I, I looked at this ladder and and it really shocked me. So the first question when it comes to men's, there is an eight point gap between East Fremantle and Swans. Sorry, sorry, Rick, on this, to bring it up. But, I mean, are you a little concerned as a Waffle fan that there is already a two-game gap, and already a, pretty much a two-game gap between 6th and 7th? And can we really say that, unfortunately, are Swans out of finals chances? And are we really looking at four teams already kind of looking towards next season already? 
realistically, we'd probably say yes, um, but hopefully, no. Uh, Swans play Eastern Mantle today. Uh, so a massive game. So, you know, Swans win today. We're a game behind Eastern Mantle. And depending on other results, if West Perth don't get a win, um, you know, it'll be only be, Swans will be a game out of the five. So, um, yeah, there's still an opportunity there, I think, for Swans. Um, I think we could probably afford to lose one more, maybe two at the most games. Um, the ladder is pretty tight for those top six positions. Um, South Fremantle, unfortunately, um, I think they'll probably one game back too far. Those eight-point penalties um, mm -hmm. is really going to hurt them at the end. Um, I mentioned earlier, yes, if Swans had snuck in a couple of those wins, South Fremantle didn't have those penalties. That ladder would look so much different, and and mm -hmm. you know they'd have we'd have eight teams fighting for for a spot in the finals, which would make it, you know, a great run home. Um, but I think this year, um, I think the last couple of years, uh, eleven wins have been needed to make the finals. Um, Swans missed out with ten wins last year, but I think this year you, they may even be able to get in with nine wins. How close it is, so not out of the realm of possibility, but. Yeah, uh, Swans, South Fremantle definitely can't lose any other games. Perth, unfortunately, they're, they're too far back with their percentage, even though they're on the same points as Souths. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, everything's got to go right for Swans. Um, <laughs> and, and it's going to start today at the Wacker with a win over East Fremantle, even though I haven't tipped us. But um, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but we'll yeah, get to, it, we'll it's get been to that. an issue. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the casual not even discussing West Coast. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> West Coast fans. I, I, had to, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't not take that jab with their blood. 31.7% sitting on the ladder. So now I'm, I'm yeah. fascinated well, by this. They're having the I, worst, worst season forever. Uh, unfortunately. Sorry, unfortunately. Johnny, I'm just saying the, the, the West Coast are having the worst, the, pretty much the worst season in the Waffle history. Mm -hmm. um, if you take out a season in 1944, South Fremantle had 15 and 16 year olds running around in an under 18 underage competition during the war. So mm -hmm. yeah, the less we say about that, the better. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fast. I'm fascinated when it comes to it. I really do hope swans get swans get into the fight for the finals just because it, it does become anticlimactic when we're halfway through the season. You really can see where it's like, it's kind of the haves and haves nots in this, in this 10 team ladder when four teams potentially could already be out only nine games into the season. So I really do hope Swans get into it just because it keeps the competitiveness, which, I mean, the games have been fantastic, but the problem is it seems like the top teams are beating the top teams. So it'll be really interesting to see how it goes. So we'll go through it again. We're nine games through. Yeah. We're just short. Of, we're right around that halfway mark of the season. So I asked this, I asked this of you, not just by the ladder, but just by kind of the results. What has been the biggest shock for you on the men's side? Um, well, I think the, the improvement of East Perth is probably the, the main one for me. Um, I mentioned earlier, I didn't expect them to be doing quite as well. Um, I saw them in the first game of the year against Swans. wasn't really that impressed. They did get the victory, but um, pretty much everyone's beaten Swans this year in close games. Um, wasn't really that impressed, but they've really built um, built up a strong midfield, which is their, their strength, a really, really um, you know top-class midfield with ex-AFL-listed players sitting there and, and really strong, tall strong big midfielders, um, which has really helped them to a six and three record. Um, although it's been pretty inconsistent, they lost their, they won their first three, lost their next three and they won their next three. So hopefully for Royals fans, they don't continue that and lose their next three. But I think they've been the surprise packet for me. Um, I think looking at, you said not to worry about the ladder too much, but I, I think every other team is pretty much where they, where I probably expect them to be um, for the season. Um, West Coast being as bad as they are has probably been a bit of a shock as well but obviously there's other reasons for that 
Um, but yeah, I'd say East Perth, and you know, I, I hope East Perth make the finals. They're they're a strong side, very well supported, um, and you're having these types of teams in the finals that haven't been in the finals much of late. You know, is going to add value to the to the competition and really push. Uh, hopefully, that can really push the Claremonts and Subies and Peels um, if they do make the finals. Completely agree there. So we'll jump over to the women, and, and I'm 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 interested because you are a, a, a swan a swan's man so i asked this swans lead subiaco by two points with only two games left to play can the swans hold on and keep that fourth spot in the finals or can subi nip them what are your thoughts very interesting um yeah it's going to be going down to the wire i, I think definitely the, the next two two weeks i think swans have got the harder draw than, than Subiaco. Swans have got East Fremantle, um, although they did defeat East Fremantle the first time they played them by, by 29 points. Um, but they played South Fremantle in the last round and South Fremantle absolutely uh, crushed Swans early in the season by the tune of 53 points. So two pretty tough games. East Fremantle, you know, they, they need to win as well because they, they could potentially fall out the, the, the finals uh, race as well if, if they lose their last two games and Subi win their, their last two. So this game, Swans and Eastern Mantle today, um, you know, it's a massive game for both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Subi, on the other hand, they've also got South Mantle. They played South Mantle in the first round and had a draw. Um, so that could be a 50-50 game. Um, but they play West Perth in the last game. And although West Perth started the season well, have sort of faded in the last, you know, their, their last um, five games, only winning a couple of games. So I'd expect Subi to, to handle West Perth in the last round. So... You know, I, I don't know where the Swans can hold on. I, I sure hope they do. After the start of the season, I pretty much wrote them off after the first four weeks. <laughs> um, it's, it's been an amazing turnaround, and, and let's hope they, they do. Um, but, yeah, it's going to go down to the wire. But looking at the two fixtures, um, I haven't actually checked who Isha Mantle's playing in the last round um, to see whether they can hold on. So let's have a look who Isha Mantle got yeah, in the last play, round I of the women. you really quick. Isha um, Mantle play Peel Thunder. Okay, so Eastern Mountain, you again probably imagine that they would beat Peel. So, yeah, three teams. It's going to go down to the wire, that's for sure. But it's, yeah, it's, let's let's see. Just looking, I mean, it's it's fascinating because I mean, Swans really this if they can get the win this week over for East Fremantle, they really make it come down to Subi and East Fremantle to and East Fremantle in that last round if they can get the win this week. In some situations, you find it funny as a Swans fan. You're cheering for East Free. You're you're, you're cheering for your team to beat East Fremantle, and you're cheering South Fremantle to knock Subi off. Because if you get the win and South yep. win, it's over. I mean, it doesn't it's matter. Up, right? It's two games. Yep. It doesn't matter. So, so if you're a Swans fan, here's the biggest thing: get the win this week. Don't worry about next week, and hope South get <clears> help you out. So then, when you face them the next week, you know you're facing a potential other finals team. It'll be fascinating. I'm. I like Swan's momentum. I think right now they're only like, again, their only blemish is Claremont, which is kind of the blemish on most teams, except for the one draw that they have. So I like Swan's chances. I think this is a favorable matchup against East Fremantle before if it was South Fremantle this week, it was flipped and East and South switched. I'd be a little more concerned with, Mm -hmm. with that game against South Fremantle there. I think Swan's get the win. I think South Fremantle get that. And I think Swan's make the finals. It makes it anticlimactic going to the last round, but I think I think that's the way it could go. But again, we'll have to see. Again, 
You just never know. I'm crossing my fingers for the Swans because I think it would be a great story to see them make the finals this year. So we'll jump to it. We've kind of yeah. discussed it a couple of times. Claremont are technically undefeated. Their only blemish on the season is a draw. I I asked this. I Don your coach's head just for a little bit. Maybe this is just me on this. Do you think it's better to have a loss to keep the team focused going into the finals? Or do, do you kind of like the pressure of being unbeaten and try to get through the finals with a no with no blemishes on your record? Yeah, it's always a tough one. Um, you know, a lot of the coaches they just want to keep winning. You know, you just keep winning because there's nothing better than winning. Um, but having a loss, maybe that will strengthen them uh, their resolve to go. Hey, look, we you know we're not as good as maybe we think we are. Um, and maybe change their focus. But looking at their last two games, they have West Perth and East Perth. They aren't going to lose either of those games. Um, so if they're going to lose a game, the one to lose for them would be the second semi-final. Um, you know, it's happened plenty of times where teams have made finals and gone through to a grand final and been undefeated and lose a grand final. So, you know, if they were to lose one, you know, the one they'd want to lose, I'd say would be, well... Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want to lose any of the games, but <laughs> the one um, that they might lose would be the second semi-final. Um, they have then a second chance in the prelim um, to get back in the grand final. As I said, I can't see them losing in the next two games. So, um, you know, Eastern Manor went through undefeated last year in the in the ladies um, and they lost the grand final. Swans the year before won, I think, the first 15 games, lost the last game of the season and then lost twice to the, to, to Peel in the, in the finals and lost the grand final. So, um, momentum's a good thing. Uh, at this stage, I, I wouldn't count Claremont on losing a game. I think they will go through undefeated at this stage. Yeah, just by results, unfortunately, I probably will agree with you on that one. But it's always it's always an interesting coach's conundrum because I know some coaches they don't they don't want to be undefeated because it it you plaster over cracks. Not that Claremont has cracks. It's it's just an interesting topic to bring up. So that is going to do it for my question for my burning questions. We jump to the tips again. I, I'm fascinated to see how your black and white heart will will handle a couple of these. So we'll jump right to it. <laughs> Round ten of the men's here we go so we do actually have a couple of teams off for the bias so we'll start off with it peel thunder at on the road at mineral resources park against perth i like peel in this one perth unfortunately after losing hunter i just think they just don't have yep. what it takes to stay in this i like peel yeah peel peel easily by about five goals for me for this one Alrighty, the fun one. East Fremantle versus your beloved Swans. Are you going to stay with the black and white tip here or the East Fremantle just a little too strong? Well, I need to do what I've put on my previews on my website and I've tipped East Fremantle to win by eight points. But um, I will be no deal, no no way upset if um, that result is incorrect and that Swans by any amount of points. <laughs> but both teams have got a lot of injuries going. So East Fremantle lost five players from last week. So and some quite important players. So um, Swans have been dealing with injuries all year and lost another three from last week. So big game. I think each amount just. Oh, I'm going to have some fun. Let's, let's tip the, let's tip the Swans on the, on the road. Maybe they finally, <laughs> maybe they finally shrugged it off. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the play the homer here. I'm going to tip Swans in this one, just because I want this finals picture to tighten up a little bit. I don't want six teams fighting for five spots so early in the season. So we jump like to it. It. Subiaco V West Perth at Leaderville Oval. Who do you like in this one? So this one here, I'm just trying to check my tips and see who I've actually tipped. I've, I've picked uh, Suvi by a couple of goals in this one. So I think they're, they're 
pretty much in form at the moment. They had a pretty easy run last week, obviously. West Perth have been a bit up and down for me. I don't really know where I sit with West Perth. Last week, we did actually mention it when we we're looking at the results. They came back from, um, I think, 36 points behind at some stage against South Fremantle and, and overrun them last last weekend. So um, that was good for West Perth. I think if they had lost that game, I'd have some more serious questions about West Perth. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure about the Falcons at the moment. So I've got Subi by a couple of goals in this one. Yeah, I like that. Subi's been playing really, really well. Second in the ladder, seven and two. I liked him just a little bit. I, I really wish West Perth can keep it up again. They're right there on the on that precipice of being out of the five. So I like Subiaco in that one. And last but not least, at Fremantle Community Bank Oval as South Fremantle faced East Perth. A fascinating game for this one because again, as you said, your shock team, you the team that surprised you, the Royals, playing the Bulldogs, who that the point. The point deficit to start the season has really hammered them there. They would be only one game out. I like East Perth in this one. I think they're really humming a big win, a big couple of wins. I think has really got this team firing off. I think South Fremantle again. The air has been let out of their season at the start, and they just have not been able to catch up. I like the Royals in this one. Yep, uh, pretty much agree. Pretty much everything you say there. Um, these teams only played, I said, a month ago. They played three games since. East Perth have won each each of those. Um, the last time East Perth tasted defeat was against South Fremantle um, back in round six. But I, I've tipped East Perth just. I think South Fremantle's, the way they lost last week against West Perth, I think that's going to hit them quite hard. I think they may struggle for the rest of the season, the, the Bulldogs, unfortunately. Um, hopefully they don't. I hope they do keep pressure on the, the other teams. But um the Royals, for me, in, in a close one, I've tipped them in my previews by three points. So I think it will go down to the line. Ooh, that'll, that'll be good if that happens for sure. So we'll jump over really quickly the four games in the women's. She's Claremont v. West Perth. I, I don't think I'm jumping too far. Claremont, I think Claremont <laughs> big in this one. I think so, yep. Easy win for Claremont. All righty. The one I'm fascinated on your tip on this, South Fremantle v. Subiaco. Can Subi get the win to put themselves with a chance to finals or does South Fremantle play spoilers to Subi's season? Come on, South Fremantle. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think you'd ever say that, huh? <laughs> no, South um, will win this. I, I agree. I think South, South's too strong. South are probably the one team that you want to see face Claremont because I think they may have the firepower to stay with them. I like South in this one, not just because I think what I said in that preview of how the Swans can make it will work out. I like South in this one, but I think it, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close the, game. A good the, game. Sweller, the Cellar Dweller teams, Peel Thunder versus East Perth, as much as I would love to see East Perth win this, Peel just a little too strong in this one. Want to see more improvement, but I like Peel in this one. Yeah, I don't want to be, be mean and say it might be a nil all draw this one, but I think Peel um, <laughs> will win this by, by a couple of goals, I think. But it might be a chance for East Perth um, to get their, their maiden victory. So, um, you know, let's hope East Perth put up a good show, but I think Peel is going to be probably a couple of goals too good for, for East Perth. All right. And East Fremantle, the Sharkies take on the Swans here. I, I, like I said, maybe it's the Homerish in me. I like the Swans in this one. I think. They got the right momentum. Their only losses to Claremont. I think they solidify themselves in the finals with this win and some help with South Fremantle. It'll set the finals, a little anticlimactic final round, but I think it will be set after this round. I like the Swans. 
Yep, it thinks I, looks like I'm turning you black and white, Donnie. Um, yep, so <laughs> definitely uh, for me, uh, Swan Districts will just get up over the line of East Fremantle here. But um, yeah, that, that result can go either way. I think the two big games, South and Subi, Swans and East Fremantle, massive games as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. can go either way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am holding my black and white um, heart on my sleeve for this one. Um, the Swannies will get up. It'll de- it'll definitely be fun. It, again, I I I appreciate it. I, I want to see I want to see it because uh, to the start that they had to see that the fight back and, and to play so well and to get a couple of wins that I think were a little surprising. I think would be absolutely great. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our waffle roundup. This is again so much fun to be able to sit here and chat with you, Rick. Because again so far so far away from me is, is perth australia and Fremantle, and to be able to watch these teams again i may not catch every single minute of every single game but i try every weekend to see how the games are going how kind of things are shaping out this has been absolutely fantastic so rick again like i say every week thank you again so much for everything that you do and i truly truly appreciate you hopping on tear today my pleasure donnie and, and again once again thank you for, for everything you're doing um, in, in your podcast across the whole Australian rules football from AFL to the South Australian League to, to the Waffle. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again in probably another three or four weeks. Yeah, we will definitely, hopefully by then we'll, we'll be a little bit in to the finals of the women and closer and closer to the more wrapped up later on in the season for the men. So ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our episode again today. Another episode of waffle wrap up is done again. Keep an eye out more coverage coming AFL Sandful VFL and waffle on here along with player and coach chats. Anytime. Thank you again. This has been another episode of Donnie's disposal.